Hey, Beach. Hey. I got some really good ideas. I got the leader hosen for the German core cousins this episode. Uh, regular basketball is coming back next week. We, we don't need to do this stuff anymore. Uh, we can get serious now. Uh, all right, give me the mic. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to Court Cousins, episode 29. My name is Kyle. I'm joined, as always, by my cousin, my co-host, Jason the Peach. We've got a wonderful show for you, ladies and gentlemen. But before any of that, at the top, we want to send all our love and all of our best to you second cousins out there down in Florida, recovering and coming out of Hurricane Ian. Y'all are strong. You got this. We're with you, and we're sending love your way. Keep it up, everyone. Indeed. Everybody, hang in there. There's a lot of uh, lot, of, lot of stuff to be done and rebuilt in there, but uh, as long as you're uh, safe, things, all those things can be rebuilt. Yeah. And and we're hoping here that this gives you a little bit of respite from some of the more serious things going on in life that hopefully episode 29 here, you get some laughs, mm -hmm. you hear about the team you love, the Orlando Magic, and it right. gives you some excitement, a little bit of uh, a little bit of a, a pause button, if you will, Peach. And personally, if you're out of power and you're using the remaining power on your laptop or mm -hmm. phone to watch our show. Yeah. Wow. I'm you're, honored. Those are the diehards right there. <laughs> <laughs> True second cousins. Yeah. We also have to shout out all of our all-stars and second cousins on our Patreon. Mm -hmm. They are the fuel that drives this locomotive on this show. Shout out to Rafael Perez, Breadhead, Wally Akbar, Magic Player History, Al, Bernie Pichet, Matthew Bell, Dan Young, Gloria and Damien, Yadi Connor, and the Polish Ambassador. I enjoy nutmeg and cinnamon. <laughs> That's a special shout-out from Peach and uh, one from Cole. I enjoy nutmeg and cinnamon. Oh, and I can hear all these things going on today. Yeah. Thanks to uh, your chiropractor, Sid, who came over <laughs> yeah. and helped us out with some sound stuff and gave us these headphones, and so now I get to hear some of the stuff going on. And, uh, man, I'm excited about that. It sounds good. You sound silky smooth. It sounds baby. nice. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> So, let's get right into the hijinks. As you second cousins know, listeners out there, we always start the show with a social-emotional check-in. Mm -hmm. And lately, Peach, we've been having our Patreon suggest what we do, how we theme our social-emotional check-in. Mm -hmm. But recently, we had some, I don't know if you can call it breaking news, because it's probably been this way for a while, but it's new news to us. Well, it's new news to him. It yeah, like. <laughs> yeah, out of Magic Training Camp, and you probably know what we're talking about. We're talking about Chuma OKK. Right. And we, we've been pronouncing his name, as has he for his life, Chuma Okiki, but he, he did some digging into you know his cultural background, and he's realizing that it actually should be pronounced OKK. Hmm. And we just so happened to do, a couple weeks ago, a Patreon suggestion, do a, a Chuma Are You OKK check-in. Right. And now that it's officially Chuma OKK, we just got to rock with it. We're here. Yeah. We've done it. <laughs> we, we've we've got found it. a replacement just in time for the beginning of the season. Yes. The great Rolo. Yes. And it's this. And to be honest... I was leaning towards the big chum check-in before we even started this whole you thing. You really did like and that. And I understand that that name is now it's needs weird. to go away because weird, this yeah. is much better. Mm -hmm. But I'm just glad we landed here. Because Chum is supposedly the funniest guy on the team. He's got the most personality, but it seems like we don't always, all always see that. Yeah. 
So we're going to bring it to you here for our check-ins. So, Pish, I'll ask you for yes. the first official Chuma Are You Okay K check-in. How you doing, sir? I am doing better than last week. Um, all the confusion I had has mm -hmm. been kind of figured out. And I made up this graphic here of uh, Chuma going up for a rebound and uh, against Tobias Harris there. And... Uh, it just he's reaching for the stars and that's kind of what I've been doing lately is kind of taking taking life and grabbing it and going for it and I'd like to also give you a shout out and thank you because I know, you know during the course of talking with you uh, we had uh, a moment where I was like I don't know I think I kind of want to get a Jeep and you're just like get it do it and I was like it was such a such simple advice that I was like yeah he's right yeah. life's too short to not drive something you don't like especially if you're paying for it and here we are. There I've got is. the Jeep. Sexy. Got that figured out. Got things figured out at work. We're going in a good direction in all ways. Going up, reaching for that ball, coming down with the board strong. So that's how I'm feeling. How are you doing? Are you feeling okay, Kay? I am feeling better than okay, Kay. All right. I'm oh, great, great. I don't know what the, I meant by that. Huh. I have a picture here of Chuma, I think from training camp last year. He's in kind of just practice attire. Mm -hmm. And I added in Canva very hastily before this show sure. some fireworks, some explosions, because I am just so excited now that we're going into training camp here. Mm. Preseason's not even a week away as we record this Monday. show. Yeah, a few days. <laughs> and, you know, we also have some fun things this weekend you and i going to the basketball hall of fame hitting the new england northeast card show something like that yep. so a lot of excitement a lot of fireworks coming here as we're moving into the season keep an eye out for uh that later in the show perhaps. yeah fair enough this is going to be a dope show we've filmed it in some segments here but yep. i'm already going to say you're going to enjoy us at the basketball hall of fame <laughs> we haven't even figured out exactly what we're doing yet but we do have some good ideas and also it's probably some stuff from the card show mm -hmm. and and then jay is yep. back with our new soundboard sounding good oh, with a great you, segment of combining magic the card gathering and down uh, magic down under the the game show it's 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 going to be great this is, could be one of our most fun shows without basketball to talk about. <laughs> so thank God we'll have some basketball back to kind of fill this time. I'm sure everybody else in the Magic community has been feeling that too. We've talked a lot of these topics to death. Yeah. Today might be the last time we talk about it <laughs> right. without any th actual basketball to look to at. back it up. Yeah. So bear with us for this last show. It's going to be a good one. Yeah, thanks for doing the show re uh, rundown, Pish. I didn't actually go through the agenda at the beginning of the show. Weird, because yeah. usually that's... You hit that hard. Well, you know, we we, we our hearts our hearts are really with our second cousins down there. We wanted right. to make sure that we we let them know that. So that's definitely way more important than the rundown <laughs> of the show. <laughs> so and, and people probably know our, our second cousins out there. You yeah. all know how this goes. Mm -hmm. So we're going right into yes our first segment. Always, always has been. Maybe we should switch it up from time to time. I've always suggested, hey, Peach, can we do really social media roundup it? somewhere else in the show? But Peach likes it in the beginning. I like it in the beginning because it's usually news-based. True. And because we're every two weeks, some of the stuff is kind of old. Yeah. So I want to talk about it at the front, get it out of the way. Okay. And set the table for things we might talk about in more depth later. And we really I are. I feel like we're if men of the, somewhere else, it wouldn't really fit. We're men of the people, so mm -hmm. it's, it's fitting to put the people up front. For sure. Okay. Yeah. All right, well, let's get into it. We talked about training camp going on, and the six-man show may have a sentiment that is echoed with you all out there, Second Cousins. They write, Markel missing training camp, J.I.'s not ready, Gary missing training camp, ellipses. Now the team is missing practices because of the hurricane. Not a great start to the year. 
Yeah, I don't want to uh, belittle any of the hurricane stuff for sure. But as far as the first part of that paragraph goes, I think every team has got some injury, something that is not completely perfect before training camp. If this is what we're looking at versus like what we were looking at going into training camp last year, mm -hmm. I like it more. Yeah. Last year there were too many questions, and I feel like now there's more solid answers. Markel's not going to be gone super long. Um, J.I.'s not quite ready, but sounds very close, but I don't know. Oh, my gosh. Uh, but, I, I mean, there's a lot of other things to be excited about on this team that I'm not going to let this little bit of shade ruin yeah. the sunshine that we got going on. <laughs> That's <laughs> a different segment for another time, <laughs> sir. We're not doing that one today. No, that one's not in today. Yeah, I mean... I definitely, when I saw the news of Markel coming down with the fracture in the toe, I had a reaction probably similar to many of you out there. And Magic 24-7 had a, a reply to this that's kind of similar to how I felt. It's like the wind was let out of my sails a little bit. I was really excited to see this team burst onto the scene right from the jump. And then to have Gary with the meniscus, okay, we found out, it, you know, not that serious, hopefully, four to eight weeks. That could be right around the start of the season. Okay, whew, dodged a bullet there. Then the toe from Markel, oh, my gosh, no. this I've, I mean, how many times have I lauded on this show how much of a Markel stan, as the kids are saying, I am? You know, I just, I just, yeah, he is the I guy mean, for me. I know. And so to see him go down, but, okay, he just was maybe you know eating a snickerdoodle while walking around the crib and stubbed his toe. Whew. All right. Yeah, Not, we've all been there. Man. Yeah, <laughs> of course. I mean, put in the comments your dessert of choice that has caused you to stub a toe in I, your house. I am sure that the pain of that happening in the moment was oh. way more painful than anything he's experienced since. So he's already on yeah. the mend. All right. Well, you know, that, and that's it. He's on the mend. He's in good spirits. He was walking around with, even without a boot during media day. So... It, it it seems to be all good. I think we'll have our whole our whole roster back first couple weeks. Yeah. After the first couple weeks of the season, so a sigh of relief. Jonathan Isaac, I I don't even know. I don't know what's going on. He we get one message from him. Weltman's playing the tight lip ship as always. What I don't know what's going to go on. With I don't that know. Guy, There's really nothing in the human body that should take this long to recover from. <laughs> I mean, unless it's a mental health issue. Sure. Like anything physically shouldn't take this long unless something else happened that's separate. You know, <laughs> I don't know if he is also stubbing his toe over desserts or what's going on, but like, what is the delay? I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he had the hamstring, the minor hamstring surgery, as it was stated. Uh, I don't, I don't even recall that was at the end of last season. Mm -hmm. So probably February, March ish. Right. And you know, he he says he's fine. We'll see. We're seeing videos of him looking pretty spry, but looking pretty spry when a you know five ten shooting coach is guarding you versus Yoel Embiid. You see, know? this is where it's the two K guys are going to rate his injury rating. Isn't going to be great, <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and that happens. And, and look at what happened to Anthony Davis. I'm I'm sure you saw the clip of him playing with himself on. Whoa. Nope. No. Nope. Okay. He was. Verbiage. He was. But he was. Okay. He was playing and using his character oh. in the game and, like, got hurt immediately. And it's like, <laughs> that is <laughs> poetic so justice, baby. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's feel amazing. bad for him, though, because he's a great player if he's healthy. But anyway, yeah. let's move back on. Let's talk All more right. magic stuff. It was cool to see some familiar faces yeah. at the uh, 
at the media day. Yeah. All over the place. Yeah. And to see, you know, Jeff Weltman interviewing with Jonathan of the Six Man Show. Yeah. Just just neat to see those guys down there. What a great opportunity for them. That's really cool. And, yeah, uh, seeing guys from Ozone in the media scrum yeah, there. Absolutely. Orlando Magic Daily. I mean, these are all guys now that we're starting to interact with. And I expressed to, to Al from Ozone, I was like, man, that's so cool. Maybe we'll be joining you sometime soon. Right. That, that would be a bucket list thing. And I would have a list of unimportant questions, but <laughs> yeah. would probably have some fun with the guys. <laughs> we, we'd have to do it differently, for sure. I, I would have to do it differently, yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> All right, let's move on to, to what, what the people want, Peach. Mm. Some bowl bowl hype. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'm on the bowl bowl train train, I'm going <laughs> to tell you. I, I mean, friend of the show, stopped by right. last, last episode. Sure. Uh, it was so gracious of him. And, and Mikey Clark, 87, from Orlando Magic UK, is saying, I would not be surprised one bit to see Bol Bol get regular minutes in the rotation. Oh, especially up front with those two guys maybe out in the beginning, especially with J.I. out. Right. Um, absolutely he will, and it sounds like he's been impressing quite a bit. And, I mean, yeah. you don't just hear this from one source. It's kind of coming yeah. out from everywhere and coming right. from the players. Yes. So that's important. And... I even had one couple people reach out to me and go, "Oh yeah, but Bull Bull's looking good, but don't you aren't you worried about his frame? He has a similar frame to somebody else he used to talk about." And I'm like, "Yeah, you know the difference is is that we didn't waste a top pick on Bull Bull. We right. essentially got him for almost nothing. Cash considerations, so if he works baby. Out, great. And if he doesn't, oh well. But he did. Right. We didn't waste a number one or number two pick on this guy and expect him to be the franchise. There's so many other players on this team that we expect and will contribute in a big way." Anything Bull Bull brings to the table is bonus. Yeah. If he's eight rebounds and eight points a game, bonus. Right. Bring it on. Like, whatever it is. But it looks like he could be one of those guys that kind of just breaks it, just creeps out from behind the stage, pulls the curtain back, and steals the show. Yeah. And he could. Who knows? I'm going to say it for the first time in this show. I'm here for it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, T. Ross is one of the guys on his podcast that – was really hyping him up. I listened to that segment. I initially thought when I kind of clicked into the podcast that he was talking about Paulo Bancaro. Mm-hmm. And then I went back and kind of listened in the car and I realized he's talking about Bull Bull. He's right. talking about Bull Bull dribbling over guys' heads, doing those carry moves over, you know, seven footers around Mo Bamba, taking step back threes, uh, splashing it from everywhere. And Bull himself said on this show last episode mm. that he's about to, you know, fart some rainbows right out of his posterior and he's gonna surprise you peace he's gonna make you maybe rethink your theory on unicorns (laughs) all right (laughs) (laughs) but let's let's put a little temperance in here because this is a guy who has averaged 6.2 minutes in the nba right you know so hard to do anything good in 6.2 minutes right this is true and and he's played for the nuggets Mm -hmm. which They've had some pretty good big men. I mean, of course, Jokic at the center position, right. even Michael Porter Jr. Yeah, too, so. I mean, so he the was, they were competing. It's not just like R.J. Hampton came over from the Nuggets. It's tough for a young guy to come in and, and break a rotation mm-hmm. when those teams are competing to go to Western Conference Finals, potentially. Right. I mean, they're in the mix. So we'll see. He's, the kid is 22. He's a kid. Yeah, He's 22 exactly. years old. Let's see what happens. I mean, whenever I see a ball handler that's that big and lanky, which is becoming more commonplace these days, I'm always like, yeah, those are impressive moves. But, like, once they're playing against other NBA-style athletes, they're going to steal the ball from that guy, like, a ton, right? Like, unless you're guarding another big man and it's just a backing-in situation, it's like a one-on-one situation, 
anybody comes over on help defense, by the time that ball hits the floor and gets back up to his 7-2 hand, yeah. that's a long time. That's Somebody's like Cole Anthony's height. <laughs> Gary Payton would have eaten all, all that stuff. Like, he loved swiping in there. And, yeah. I, and there's a ton of guys. There's a guy on every team that's a steel master that's mm -hmm. going to be looking out for that. So as good as a ball handler as he looks when he's going one-on-one -on -one with somebody or just running some drills, keep in mind that once, once all the other players get out there, there's going to be a lot of hands digging for those balls. And there's a lot of space there for them to get in. So... I feel like that, to me, I never get too blown away by the those performances that I see right. because I'm like, mm, tempered. Once there's other guys on the court, he's going to be a little more susceptible to the, getting the ball stolen. So we'll see. Yeah, I'm excited to see. Yeah. If if there's any silver lining in J.I. being gone for question mark. Absolutely. Get a You're little right. bowl bowl here. Correct. We'll see what happens. Yep. Uh, the Another guy who was raising some eyebrows mm -hmm. at training camp was Cole Anthony. Mm. Or shall we say, Swole Anthony. Swole. As Ethan, at Jorts Ethan, says, he, he's bringing out the meme from last year. Right. The, spun, the, the Swole SpongeBob. And I'm not a SpongeBob aficionado. Some of you out there might know the episode and moment of this. Right. But I, I feel like this meme comes around every year. Somebody always says Jim Hart. It's almost like a badge, right. I feel like, Peach. Whoever I'm sure has the really. podcasts are doing it with Luca. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, anyone, you know, it's it's the badge for anyone who has really dug in over the offseason, who has put some work in to change their body. And Gym this dog. year for us, it's Cole Anthony. Yep. Well, apparently. But uh, I guess from what he says, it's not more working out. It's just eating better. Yeah, and more. I enjoy nutmeg and cinnamon. It could be a nutmeg and cinnamon thing. Could be. Could be. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why everybody gets all hyped for those fall things. I'm not into it, but that's a 25-minute uh, rant that I could go off on and how I don't oh, like geez. the fall. <laughs> so I'll save you for that one. <laughs> way to go living in the Northeast most of your life. <laughs> oh, well, that's what ruins it for you. you know? It's like only football and like the return of basketball and hockey are yeah. redeeming in fall. Well, okay. But, yeah. That's that's topic for a different show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, another post here from the Orlando Magic official handle. Uh, they had a couple nice tweets. This is a quote from Cole himself where they're saying back to work, and Cole says, quote, I aim to be an all-star in this league. I don't know why I'd aim to be anything less. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. That's the kind of mindset that you really want from anybody. I don't think anybody should really want to get into the NBA to be any less. I know I get that, like, some people may have – tempered expectations and realize, oh, I'm going to be a six man on this team. Yeah. But not when you're this young. When you're that True. young, you can still be whatever you want to be. When you get into your late 20s, early 30s, maybe you know your role and you want to go like be a role player on a on a good team or go to a small market city and be their star. I don't know. You figure that stuff out later. But when you're this young and you've got that much talent and you got that much charisma, Oof. you have got In spades. to believe that you can do that. Yeah. And that's the kind of statement you'd want anyone on the team to make. That's true. No, I, I, I feel that. I, we definitely want that type of mindset. And I think Cole is also the type of guy who can push himself, but hopefully can shift his mindset at some point and also understands the chemistry of the team. He's definitely a team guy. Mm -hmm. He's always picking others up. Yep. The I guess the only trepidation I have here, Peach, is just – we've got to have some type of cohesion as a squad. Mm -hmm. And if his goal and his mindset is to be an all-star yep, and he's struggling to crack our starting lineup, you know, what does that spell for the future? And I, we don't want to prognosticate too far down the road because the only thing that exists is the here and now. Mm -hmm. 
But I do love this team, and I really want to see them stay together. Right. And a part of that is going to be Jamal Mosley's job this year of really clearly defining roles. Sure. And, you know, I don't think it's it, – maybe it's not a crazy thing or a crazy concept for Cole Anthony to be a starter, especially now with Gary Harris out. No, I don't There's think a good debate to be had with, between he and Jalen as to who's going to maybe start in that two guard. Right. You know, the, the only thing – we see Swole Anthony. Maybe that can help him – in terms of finishing at the rim this year. You know, he's he finished 55% of those looks last year. Sounds pretty good, but that's only 28th percentile in terms of guards. That's not that great. Um, and he, he shot 34% from three, dropping some statistics, some statistics on you here, Peach. Right. 34% from three. That's not going to crack you the starting lineup. You sure. got to get closer to 40%. Even the first two months of last year, you remember that uh, of last season? where we thought he was, you know, a world beater, essentially. People mm -hmm. were in the Magic community were going crazy. He was dropping like 20 a game. Even then, he was only shooting 36% from three. Right, but he shot more. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, that's not great no. still. It's not, yeah. not an elite level. I get it. So, you know, we got we to gotta see how Cole continues to develop. At the beginning of last season, I drew a comparison between Cole Anthony and Darius Garland on the unreleased and now I think unfortunately lost episode two of Court Cousins Peach. Oh. I drew a comparison between he and Darius Garland and Darius Garland elevated to fringe all-star. Right. Whereas Cole kind of stayed in that area of not very efficient score. Right. So can he this year... Now that he's swole, maybe he takes a leap in terms of drawing fouls better, finishing uh, on and ones, things like that, and then stepping up that three-point percentage. If he kind of can put all those things together, then all right, I can see that he could compete for a starting job on this squad. And maybe down the road, I don't know what happens with Markel. I'm, I love Markel, but you do kind of need to shoot in this league. We'll see what happens. Well, um, I mean... With all the work, I mean, there's nobody on the Orlando Magic that I have seen off-season workouts of more than mm -hmm. Cole Anthony. Whatever platform I'm on, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, I see the most highlights of him either working in the gym or working with the lethal, lethal shooter, as we've talked about before. I got to imagine those shooting percentages and stuff are going to go up, and he's picked up enough in his first two seasons to, like, now take that jump. So... He's going to have an opportunity to get starter minutes, I think, especially in the beginning, especially yeah. if Markell's not back from day one. I don't oh, see yeah. how he's not in the starting lineup. Yeah, well, honest. if Markell's not so back, like, yeah. let's see what he's got. And this yeah. is this is a this is that season for a lot of guys. True, you could make that you could make that after like 25, 30 games. Yeah, we'll have a good concept of who's where, who should be cycling in where, and you know Mosley's got to figure that stuff out too. So. He's part of that conversation, and his ceiling is as high as All-Star, and it's as low as bench, you know? Mm. But that's up for him to play, play it out and earn that spot. And I, I, if, I, if I was a betting man, which I now am, <laughs> I, would, I, would, I would bet in on it because yeah. I feel like he's got the attitude. You're buying stock. Ethic. I'm buying stock in that. Yeah. Literally because I have 55 different versions of Cole Anthony rookie cards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if Cole Anthony makes a leap, we're going to be flush with cash with all those in Cole Anthony yeah, rookies. with some of them. Probably a couple. Yeah, 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 some, yeah. yeah. I mean, you're right. If, if Cole Anthony doesn't become an all-star, it won't be from lack of trying. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's all That's all you can ask. Of course. I'm, I'm going to skip now, Peach. I'm going to go to who we just mentioned, 
his backcourt mate in Jalen Suggs. Oh, I thought we going to talk okay. about Ray Ferralson. <laughs> Skip to my loo. <laughs> no? All right. Man, I love that guy. He got it. All right. So I, I want to bring up here Hoops Talk 13, Lewis. He's trying to, you know, pour a little water on the excitement potentially, just maybe temper expectations. Mm-hmm. He says, really hope folks temper Suggs' expectations this year. I know he was banged up, but he has a, a zero career history of being a good shooter. Not high school, not AAU, not international competition, not college. Temper the expectations. Elite defense and better rim finishing should be the goal. Um, what do you think about that take, Pish? I don't disagree with the take. I'm not 100% sure that's accurate. I haven't gone back to look at his high school or AAU right. stats. Yeah, that's fair. But assuming that is Where all, do you find those? Assuming that's all <laughs> true, that's totally fine. We mm-hmm. have plenty of other guys that can fill it up. I don't need yeah. Suggs to score 20 points a game. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't. I didn't feel like he was going to be that kind of guy when we got him. I yeah. thought he was exactly as he said. Elite defense and a guy who can cut and get to the rim. And he has made one epic shot, at least, in his career mm-hmm. at the buzzer. So he has a clutch vibe to him. Yeah. And we saw we one saw of his him, breakout we games. Finish, yeah. We saw him finish strong against the Bulls, man. That yeah. was one of the best dunks of the year, and we were at that yeah. game. I was glad to be there for it. He's a he's the spark plug type guy, of guy that yeah. does all that other, the little things. Yeah. You know, drawing charges probably and, and stuff like that and getting the steals. Yep. That's what I need from him. You know, yeah. if if he has a game where he scores over 20, that feels like that's bonus to me. So my expectations are already tempered. And if anybody's out there thinking that Suggs is going to get to the point where he's a 25-game scorer. and Yeah, shooting I, like 35% I, from beyond the arc this year. feel like they shouldn't have those expectations in year two. Right. Because usually guys do have a little bit of a slump mm-hmm. in the second year. Okay. So, you know, let's wait till he gets to that third year like Cole where he comes out and says, you know, I want to be an all-star this year. I've learned a lot from my first two years. So the expectations shouldn't be that high. Yeah. But I don't disagree with the take, really. Yeah, I think, I mean, year two, Jalen, let's get it from Orlando Magic Handle. They quote Jalen saying, I feel confident. This is a big year coming up, not only for myself, but for us as a team. I think he understands, you know, the magnitude of what's before him. Mm-hmm. And and I think, you know, he's already proven so much. There's so much weight placed on the offensive side of the ball. It's sexy, you know. That's what that's what puts butts in the seats a lot of times. Sure. All right, charges don't do that all. So Ooh, that's, I mean, for you, uh, for most people, Peach. Yeah, I know you love a charge. <laughs> but he's already our second best defender based on the numbers, based on our, the defended field goal percentage, you know, who he was three feet from when they made the shot. He's at 43.5% in terms of def, uh, his opponent's field goal percentage. Only 0.3 behind Franz, who was number one on the team. You know, there was a couple other G League guys, but from the regular rotation, you can already see he is our, one of our best defenders. Um, obviously not good from three. 22% from three isn't great. 27% from mid-range isn't mm. great. Um, 59% at the rim. That's what I'm going to look for, like Lewis's, to tick up. Uh, and I think that we asked a lot of Jalen Suggs last year, man. I mean, we had a nicked-up squad. Mm-hmm. For him to come in as a rookie, playing point guard, people always say, I mean, he I don't— started in his first game. I know. <laughs> I, you know, I've never made the transition from being a college point guard to the NBA. Right. Almost. You know, some scouts looked at me. I had a couple nibbles, but, you know, it didn't happen. But I hear 
that that is one of the hardest transitions in sports. Probably. Yeah. I mean, I <laughs> you think that maybe quarterback, you know, these positions where you have to be making those really quick decisions and Luckily, you have a lot of responsibility. So. This is true. <laughs> right. So I think it was just a little bit too much and he was kind of moving too fast and you could tell. And the talent around him was slightly bereft. I mean, last sure. year, oh, people you running know, out of the lineup. It was insane. It, it, yeah, it was crazy. I it's mean, like so and, oh, I mean, he was out for a while, but right. Franz was the only con real constant all year. That's true. That's true. And so I think this year now, with guys getting a little healthier, that's Wood knocking on Wood. This, I can confirm as Wood yeah. under here. You know, he's there's not as you said going to be as much expected of him. Right. The team isn't going to expect him to become a 35 percent. Like, I don't think they're handing the him the mic on opening night like they did last time to address the crowd. That's a good That's a good query. Who's going to get but the mic? We're going to have would, to talk about that. I would that. think it might be Paulo. I think oh, maybe yeah. the people would yeah. want to hear from him. And, you and get a number one pick in town and a lot of expectations, give him the mic. We're going to talk about him next. But, you know, a guy like Paulo coming in, front, you know, Franz coming off an amazing Euro basket, coming in with tons of swag. Mm. Wendell now kind of a, feeling like a 20 and 10 guy coming back. We got Markel to so handle the rock. Wend Daddy? Well, yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Coming coming back. We got J.I. hopefully potentially coming. You know, there's more talent now around him sure. where he doesn't need to be the guy. He can do more of what he does well. Second most steals on the team uh, per game behind Chuma. So we know what he can yeah. do. He can dig in there and be an extremely, extremely valuable player. I always think about Marcus Smart as a comp. I mean, he couldn't really shoot too much when he came into the league. He's been... He's a vital cog now in that yeah, Boston team. Absolutely. So, sure. Yeah, that's a probably a pretty good comparison. Yeah. Um, to where we'd like to see maybe him get, yeah. and his three point shooting should improve. I would imagine over the years if he starts being open for them, because right. nobody's paying attention right. to him out there. So hopefully that can swing. And to me, honestly, there's a lot of the things you just mentioned. That's why I love team sports as a whole mm. because it's not just one guy. You know, everybody that puts that uniform on, they have a piece of it. You know, if it's the, you know, the punter or the long snapper, like okay, everybody can affect calm the down. game. So it's great to know that, like, you don't have to be the center of attention on a team because there's a lot of other pieces around you. And I think for Orlando, for a number of years, we've kind of relied on one star or one fringe star or a couple of guys that, like, we're trying to make stars that really aren't. And now we're kind of swiping into the, we got some legit people now, and people are thinking we have one of the best young cores. So we don't need you to go out and do everything every night because there's other guys and everyone's going to work together and level up, as they kept saying at mm -hmm. Media Day. And I'm yep. just excited to see them do that together. That's what makes team sports great. Love them. Well, one of the those other guys that you're alluding to is number one pick, Paulo Bancaro. Sure. And Paulo is quoted as saying, I want definitely as a team to be in contention, whether that's a playoff spot or playing. I also want to be rookie of the year. Man, do we love this. This is that winner's mindset, yep. similar to Cole Anthony, want to be an all-star. This guy wants to be the best rookie in the league, without a doubt. And, I mean, if NBA preseason is any inkling of what's about to come, I think uh, he's got a good shot, Peach. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I 
you love to hear him say this. I feel like everybody said the right stuff at media day. Yeah. Like all, they all kind of checked all the boxes for what you'd like to hear them say. And it's definitely nice to hear him say, I want to be in contention. They're not looking for another rebuilding year here. Or we don't want to be in a Wembenyana sweepstakes situation. Mm-hmm. We are looking to get into the play in and get back in the playoffs and, and make some noise. And, and maybe play spoiler at some point. Like, Let's do it. This team's only going to get better as the season goes on. Right. So if they can stay in that conversation and just get in the play-in, you never know. Mm-hmm. And, and again, T. Ross, I mean, we're, we're quoting T. Ross left and right here. Mm-hmm. He, on his podcast, talking about Paulo Bancaro, said he can do everything. He shows glimpses of absolutely everything, playmaking, scoring, defense. He can play point. He's just a jack-of-all-trades. And as I alluded to a moment ago, talking about his preseason numbers, a whopping sample size of two games, Beesh. Yeah. Huge <laughs> sample size, all right? Um, you really could see, though, that he could do everything. Um, 20 points per game. If you put him on today's team, that would lead our team. Uh, six assists a game. That mark would also be leading our team. Cole's right. the next behind him at five and 5.7. And the biggest one for me, what I'm most excited about, and we talked about this during preseason, Free throw attempts. Oh. 10 free throw attempts per game he averaged. Yep. The next uh, – yeah, you're not looking at the slide right now, so I'll, I'll let you guess. Who was, the, who was the next closest player on our squad last year in terms of how many free throw attempts, and who was it? Uh, free throw attempts? Well, yep. probably should have been Wendell, but he just doesn't get any calls. That's true. So I think it was probably Franz. Nope. No. 10 free throw attempts per game. Next closest is Cole Anthony at 3.9. Okay, yeah, I was thinking about Cole, but I didn't realize he ended up having that that much scoring. Three, you know, next closest is right. six behind him. I mean, Paolo Bancaro has what superstars in the NBA have. It's that ability to get to the line, to mm-hmm. get charity points, and we really haven't had a guy like that in... Been a minute. Tracy McGrady? You know, like, I can't... Yeah, really, I guess yeah. no one on it's the last iteration of our team had it. He was already getting star level calls in pre- in the right summer league. So I mean, love to see that. Dwight Howard got to the line a lot, but that man sure. got hacked. You well, know, yeah, maybe a little Hito Turkaloo, but like we really haven't seen yeah. this type of ability to get free buckets, right. and that's what I'm most excited about for Paulo Bancaro. That will mean that he's going to have to have some usage. You know, he's going to have to have the, the the rock in his hands. There's something that doesn't show up on your stat sheet that I'm more excited about. And I thought that's where you're going before you mentioned the free throw thing. But well, is it his amazing frame that Doris Burke loves? Not about the frame. Okay. Although I do like it. <laughs> I put a nice, put a nice picture in there and they, they did. They got that new Jersey. It's yeah. Nice. Anyway, my thing is it's sort of the intangible of watching him lead mm. as a young guy with a lot of other young guys out there. He was leading that team. Like, you could see him, like, directing people, and you go there and do this. And, like, I understand he's a rook, but he's going to have a lot more maturity than your average rookie. And this is a young team that does need a leader to emerge, and I already see it in there. Mm. I already see that leadership role of, you go there, do this, come over here. Not as a point guard, but, like, as a legit, like, Let's do these plays. Let's run this. Let's go over here. You can see it. It's an intangible thing that, like, you just have to feel as a vibe that I think is probably a large large part of the reason they drafted him because we need this guy. We need that. We're vibing? Yeah. I'm the vibe guy. (laughs) 
Well, you went with free throws. So, <laughs> I mean, he had a good point for sure. Yeah. And that's part of it as well. He's the kind of leader that will know enough that like, okay, those guys aren't hitting right now or they're keying on him or their yes, plan went down the post. Now it's Paulo time yes. and I'm going to go get a bucket or I'm going to go get fouled. I'm yes. going to do something positive for the team because everybody else is covered or things are going on. That's what we've been missing for a while is someone who can create their own shot, do their own thing when the other options aren't open. And I don't think he's going to be selfish about it. I no. think he know, has a good no. enough head to know when it's time to turn it on and when not. No, I mean, so I, I heard he Kobe didn't have Price. have to turn it on much at Duke, so. No, uh, Kobe Price talking on a, a podcast, I think it was called Hard Knocks NBA Podcast. A really great listen. Go check that out. He was talking about how impressed he was with a similar point you're talking about, that even on an NBA preseason summer league game where really a guy like Paulo has the green light. You know, there's there's one or two guys on every team oh, for sure. where it's like, dude, take as many freaking shots as you especially want. Especially in summer league. Especially in summer league, he could have done that. Yep. He didn't, no. like you said. Right. He was looking to get other guys open looks, looking to improve and elevate the play of those around him. And I just can't wait to see it. where to go. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> man. Directing traffic. Let's go. Right. And I think that's why we're so damn excited about this. Mm-hmm. And Diego, your mom's hot boyfriend. Love the handle. That's the handle. That's his handle name. Okay. Yeah. He put out a, a little a poll. No, he he screenshot a poll from YouTube, mm-hmm. and he said, "Man, NBA YouTube is something else because this poll says the best young core out of these five teams, age twenty four and under. This is from Six Rings of Steel. I think it's a Sixers uh, show of some sort. There's the Thunder, the Pelicans, the Rockets, the Magic, and the Pistons. I mean." The th- I, I can't. We came in at nine percent, which whatever I it's know. It's tied for last. It's tied too. for last. I with the Rockets. I think we definitely have a better future than the Rockets right now. Yep. I understand that we didn't win this. Yeah, that's okay because people don't pay attention. But the Thunder, the Thunder winning this poll that's over my- the Pelicans with Zion, Herb, Trey Murphy. I mean, just Zion alone. I found this bad boy, and the minute I saw that the Thunder won it, I was mad. Yeah, of course you were. Yeah. And then as I continued to read it, I got increasingly mad because not only were we not second, but we were tied for last. And to be honest, I think the answer here is probably the Pelicans, honestly. Especially right now, they're a playoff team. With Zion, right? Yeah. And Herb Jones. With Zion back? Yeah. It's got to be the Pels right now. That's that's where I'd vote here. They, they have the number I, then one of player. Course my second vote here would go to the Orlando Magic. Right. Although I do like the Pistons with Ivy and Cade. Yep. And, and I do Sadiq like Sadiq, Bay. but mm, I'm going to give the nod to us. I'll give the home nod to us. Oh, for but sure. Like, those are the three teams that should be competing for this victory, not the Thunder. Like no. that is a bit much. And isn't what what year is 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 Shea on now? I mean, I mean, he's, he's gotten year, another contract. Year? Like, is he? He's on his second contract. I don't know he's, if I consider him. He's in the second year, I think, of a four or five year deal. That's why people okay, are like, only, so there's a, a lot year. of rumblings right. about Shea and right. him getting fed up because this is now his second contract. Yeah, absolutely. He's under contract. He's probably like, what the hell are we doing? We're tanking again. Jeez, Louise. SGA to the Lakers by the end of the year. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, my favorite team. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> We'll see, man. I think if, if Paulo becomes the guy that we think he can be, people are going to look at this and, and oh, we're going to have to pull some bad. receipts. Yeah, they're going to feel we're bad. We're going to have to pull if some receipts. Could, if we could pull those receipts, we should because people are going to – but that's okay because yeah. that's the position you want to be in. We see all the stuff about everyone talking about, how, well, they may have the best young core and everybody's talking about us. If every, this is what they think, cool because yeah. about 40 Good. games in, you're going to be like, shit. 
sleeping slept, giant. I slept on the magic. Sleeping giant. And that's fine. You sleep, will that creep by to some victories? Hit the song. That's what it's going to be. Yeah. All over those fools. Not Megan Cinnamon. All over them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you know who's been keeping some receipts is our boy Jeff Weltgod. And this might be the greatest receipt of all here. This is this is a wonderful thing for him. Don't hit the button. Okay. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. You're right. Lost. You're right. It's a great yeah. moment. It's a great, great moment. This is a great moment in social media. I think all people who step into the arena that is Orlando Magic Twitter, Instagram communities. Yes. This is kind of the dream. I mean, I think for some, they wouldn't even dare dream this high. <laughs> but yes, correct. Well said. So Orlando Magic say, media day on deck. What questions should we ask the guys? Yes. And Welt God says, ask Weltman if he knows about Welt God. And Cole Anthony, I mean, he wasn't added in this. He just jumped into this thread. He said, he I can. busy, apparently. Yeah, I can <laughs> confirm he's aware of your existence and have asked him about you before. And now, you know, Woke God says, like, it's all worth it. No matter what happens to him, he, he's good. I mean, I was excited for him. Yeah. I was just like, wow. Yeah. Even if someone would have just replied, yes, I've heard that Wel Weltman knows about Well God, it would have right. been something. But the fact that it's Cole, Cole Anthony, Anthony right? that means Cole Anthony knows about him Cole as well. Right. Cole Anthony's <laughs> been following. He's asked Weltman about it. I mean. Not super surprised. Cole's no. huge on social media. He's the so man. I'm yeah, sure he's, he's going to see this stuff. I, I think, you know, my equivalent of this would be. Like Franz and Moritz yeah. seeing the German court cousins Ooh. and just getting a laugh out of it and, you know, <laughs> making a comment on the YouTube or right. adding us on Twitter or, so, or applying to something. Sure. That would be my Mecca, I sure. think. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's hard to even imagine something like that happening. But I guess at some point that kind of stuff happens. You're, so, you're scrolling around, checking out what people are saying about your team. Well, God says a ton of stuff about our team. That is super funny. Yeah. And super on point. So, yeah, these guys probably all know about him and see it. And why wouldn't they share it with Jeff? I mean, yeah. I share funny memes with all my friends and stuff. So, yeah. why wouldn't you be like, hey, boss, have you seen these? Right. A little these workplace awesome. tidings, you know? <laughs> and then he goes, this is funny. This guy's probably, maybe, maybe Well, God actually works for Weltman and oh. is helping keep up this screen of like funniness and keeping yeah. things light on the outside. So, we don't know what's going on inside. The actual large dome wow. i'm now wondering are you on the inside well god yeah another conspiracy theory maybe you're better can check out yeah <laughs> get your skinny glasses let's go <laughs> okay we're gonna round out this social media roundup and this is the last post piece right i'm not i'm not tripping because i no, always do right. this i'm you're right, right this time look out fantastic we're gonna round out this social media roundup with uh where the magic happens podcast mm. they he, he, he's posted the complete 20 man roster for training camp right and uh, and what we're going to discuss now here peach yeah is crossing the t's dotting the i's who's going to be on the 15 i don't want to discuss it too much because yeah. on the next show we are going to draft the entire 10 squad. men each okay and then it's going to go in towards the belt at the end of the year okay uh, so you don't want to give away too points. much of your thinking so i don't want to give up too much of my thinking but i think okay. we're already on the same page yeah there's a ton of guys on here that you totally know are on the bubble. And there's some of these guys that could start up with us until J.I. comes back or till Gary Harris comes back. That obviously clears a couple spots for some people. Um, I think it's pretty clear, you know, the top 10 probably, and maybe even the top 
13 or 14 are clear. So there's really only like one or two spots I feel that are up for grabs. Um, but once, if we were at full capacity with J.I. and Harris back, and even assuming Fultz was back, there's not a lot of wiggle room left on our roster. Yeah, so what it comes down to, ladies and gentlemen, is I'm going to name four guys that we kind of are expecting to not necessarily be on the 15-man. And that's going to be Aleem Ford. He's on a training camp deal, as is Xavier Simpson. Aleem Ford, that's my guy, got to sign Lakeland Magic jersey. Yep. Hopefully he'll be down with the Lakeland Magic and we can catch them this year. I would like to see Xavier Simpson with them as well. And Okay, yeah, and then we have Admiral and Kayvon Harris on the two ways. Right. So those are four guys right there. Yep. And then it gets a little dicey. So mm -hmm. who's going to be, now we're down to 16. We've got to, you know, send one person down. One person has to move. Right. You know, who is that going to be? Is it going to be, you know, I'm, I'm thinking between some combo of Caleb Houston. Um, I don't want to say it, but Devin Kennedy. Right. Didn't think he was going to say it. I mean, Bull Bull is there. And I guess the last one on the bubble for me is RJ Hampton. Okay. But of those four guys, you know, who's the most likely to go down? Sadly, Devin Kennedy. But I hope it's Caleb. I hope it's Caleb. Because he's the rook. So you know, go down, get some minutes, be a guy down in the G League. Right. Let's see if you have some playmaking ability. Yeah. We kind of know, and Devin knows, to his credit, I love hearing Devin Kennedy speak, man. He is just, he's got the greatest mindset. He's a leader. I want him in the locker room. Right. I, I believe Agreed. I believe in Caleb Houston, too. He seems like he has a great mindset for a young man. Devin Kennedy is just further along. And I love that Devin Kennedy knows exactly what his role is. He's like, I'm going to shoot a high percentage from three. Right. I'm going to play team defense. Right. I'm going to talk. I'm going to be a leader. He's not looking to come out and be an all-star. No. He's, he's been further along, right. realizes where he's going to be. Yeah. I, 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 if I had to answer that question you posed with those four other guys already out, Caleb Houston, I think, is the one that I would say because I want him to get some minutes. I want mm -hmm. him to play. Like, I want him to grow. I, I know it's nice to be around the team, and you can learn a lot by practicing with guys and stuff like that, but I want him to get minutes. Yeah. So, like you said, go down to Lakeland. Be a dog down there. Be a be a guy. Right. And it's probably not going to be long before you come on up. But I'd like to see him play. So, yeah. and I don't know how many minutes he's going to get with us, unless there's, you know, another miracle of performance going on in there that in that we don't know about. That mm -hmm. T. Ross is going to tell us about next week how great Caleb Houston is and how he could crack the starting lineup because there's a lot of confusion over the way things go. But uh, I, I would have to say that's the way to go. And it's, you know, at the end of the day. Basketball is a business. They have rules. Only a certain amount of guys allowed on your roster. We like them all. We root for them all. But at the end of the day, somebody's got to yeah. Somebody's got to sit. I think Caleb. Caleb will be there maybe long term. Yeah. But just for this year, as you say, get right. some minutes. I mean, the guy. He's a six eight, and I was just watching some clips uh, of him shooting. I don't know where it was coming from. Right. His his shot release is high and fast, man. He gets that thing off quick, and it looks really silky smooth. Right. He, I, I can see that Weltman sees this guy as a part of the squad moving Agreed. forward to grow with the rest of our young core. Yeah, I mean, if if OKK uh, and Suggs can't be that defensive stopper that can also hit open threes, Caleb can do that probably. Mm -hmm. So those guys need to play well to keep that spot and to keep him in Lakeland under this scenario. But if they don't, that's a great backup to have. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's see. What do you think in the comments? I mean, who do you think is going to be the 15-man roster? Who are going to be the five guys that are kind of unfortunately going to be on the outside looking in? And and maybe what do you project moving forward? How is this roster going to shake up and shape up? Yeah, there's a lot of people that, like, feel one way about one certain player. Yeah. Oh, I don't like that guy or I don't like this guy. I get that. But, you know, keep in mind – they're all men. They're all pretty good guys. Yeah. They have families, you know, playing in the NBA is their dream. You know, I like to throw shade as much as the next guy, but uh, let's not throw shade on our own team here. For sure. Yeah. For <laughs> as sure. much as possible. Yeah. Although then JJ Redick will call us a bunch of softies and say he doesn't like, no one likes to play for us because we're too positive. See, I don't know if JJ, when that rant happened, I've thought about this a lot since, yeah. is I don't know if you and I would be included in the people that he was insulting because I think he's trying to say that the fans in Orlando don't have that, like, tough mentality that other cities have. And we, uh, We're just northeast assholes. Is that what you're saying? That's correct. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> New York City. I'm walking here. We both spent a number of, uh, number of years in Boston yeah. where we had to get hard because that, of all the That's a rare breed of asshole. Us. Yeah, that's so, true. I mean, Mass yeah. hole, I should say. Yeah, well, no. The other one works, too. You can, you can kill them. Also put in the comments, <laughs> who has the biggest assholes? Which state? Go. <laughs> I feel like all the Florida people are going to attack Georgia, so that's <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> I'm living this life with a different attitude Don't flip, don't trip, keeping up the good mood Cooking up some good food with my friends in the street Yeah, people want to chill, they can come and speak to me Getting a lot of compliments on the shirt People are digging NBA Jam, even though I think if we had to choose from the current team We'd probably go follow Franz I don't know, maybe Wow, um, that's sick. Jake Roy, uh, 90s Mule Cards. I'm on Instagram, YouTube, a little bit of Facebook and Twitter. Occasionally some TikTok, very occasional. Be careful. <laughs> All right, how do you feel about the squad this year? We found a Magic fan here at the card show. Uh, I'm feeling good. They've got a nice young nucleus. I would like to see them move some guys. Uh, Jonathan Isaac, not my favorite. <laughs> I feel like he's a jack of all trades, but a master of none. I want somebody that really has a specialized, specialized set of skills, uh, unless you're, you know, a little bit better like Apollo. Okay. Um, and I'm a Duke fan also. Yeah, so I feel like, like J.I. is a defensive specialist, no? You don't think that way? I don't think he's a defensive specialist. Okay. I, the other thing, too, is like he doesn't stay healthy for long enough to really see what he can do. In my well, opinion. I can't disagree with you there. I can't so. remember ever watching him play personally. <laughs> <laughs> right. So it's like, but on the other hand, you got a guy like Fultz who also can't stay healthy, but I feel like he's got more more to give. So, um, But, yeah, like the last two years they picked the guys I wanted in the first round, Suggs and now Paulo. So uh, I was just happy they didn't, they didn't get checked. Yes, I was going to say, I was going to make you backtrack to the Chet conversation that started yeah. our, our conversation because we went to the draft and I had the big sign saying anyone but Chet. This guy, he was on board. He was on team anti-Chet. Yeah, and so far we're seeing it prove out that uh, that would have right. been the wrong pick. So uh, I mean, I feel like he still could be a nice player, he but he's not going to be the number one overall pick good. Yeah. So we, we chose wisely. Yeah, we definitely I, I mean, I, I know we are talking a little before. Were you Paulo or were you? Uh, I was all over Paulo, okay. yeah. That's the guy that I wanted. And, I mean, my my 90s comp player for him, I was looking at him as, like, a better version of Juwan Howard. But I think that that's kind of, like, that's, like, the average of what he could be. Mm -hmm. I think he could definitely be much better than that. 
Right. Um, but it's like Juwan Definitely Howard was also. Coach. I think that's a low bar we're setting there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think I think he's got a lot of a lot of talent that uh, it's going to be exciting to see that whole group come together. Um, yeah. And you know, it might not be a playoff year yet, but at least we're getting in the right direction. Agreed. Springfield, Massachusetts. We found another Orlando Magic fan. New England, represent. It's just how she is, yeah, it's just how she be. Got a bowl full of drinks and a bowl full of weed. Topped up on vibes, yeah, it's lovely to see, yeah. She's the best, that's at the party. Looking for an after party, even though we just started trying to shoot like James Harden. Everybody dancing in the gutter, make it feel like time style. Got the perfect bag job, yeah. She's the best, that's at the party. Looking for an after party, even though we just started trying to shoot like James Harden. Everybody dancing in the gutter, make it feel like time style. I gotta say, I'm very disciplined. Yeah, that was weak. I have been here several times in the past and always enjoyed it. I know I was younger, but I came once in my 30s and I still thought it was awesome. They had a locker for everybody that was in the Hall of Fame. They had yeah. a spot for each team. Everything is missing in there. There's like nothing in there anymore. There's some interactive screens. And it's like, very odd. It's This is my first time at the new one. Good. I thought it was going to be bigger. I think it's smaller. It's the same size it was last time I came, but it feels like they moved a wing or took something out because it just felt like all of a sudden we're on the court where the everybody plays basketball all at once, and it's like, that's it? We're done here? And even the shop, the shop is not the same. Poor. Because Poor. I have gotten Magic gear here before when I couldn't get it anywhere else in New England back in the day. It used to be like an, a full-size NBA store in there, and now they barely have anything. They have a one pennant of every team. I am bad. so disappointed in this. This was not as good as it should be. And I can't believe I'm going to not recommend that you come to Springfield, Massachusetts don't come. just for the Basketball Hall of Fame. I don't think Unless there was an event. even one piece of uh, magic memorabilia. I mean, there was not some, some Shaq shoes, yep. but not when we they the didn't magic. look like magic time. They, didn't, they weren't Lakers blue. There was some Lakers Shaq stuff. I didn't see anything about Penny. Scott Skiles ball that you saw before was not there. And the 30 assist game. Yeah, that was like, missing. It's like our franchise doesn't exist here. It's weird. They like they used to have a locker for each player, which was cool. It was a nice setup. And they I loved that they had a spot for each team with each team's little history in there. Right. Good stuff. You know, there was yeah. a, like a Larry Johnson jersey for the Hornets, even teams that don't haven't done anything. Like there was gear in there and stuff. And now it's I don't know, man. It was just really weird and it felt like it was overfat and it was expensive. Yeah. Way more expensive than it deserves to be. It should be like maybe five, ten bucks a pop to Easy. get into that. Yeah. Because there's not much to do. No, it was like $28. Too much. I, I'm What's really going? shocked that I am not recommending the Basketball Hall of Fame. It's part of the reason we didn't do more while we're here. It's a weird vibe in there, man. I asked them why they closed early. They said, well, we weren't really getting the numbers. It's like, well, you don't get the numbers if you're not open, right? People <laughs> can't come. Probably do better if you were open a little later. But probably people are now coming to see this and we're seeing why. <laughs> yeah. People are like, yeah, I don't need to go to that ever again. Like, I don't. Yeah. So unless I hear they're doing some major makeover, I'm never coming back. They should just change this to, like, the Lakers Hall of Fame. Because it was just a lot of Lakers. It was a lot of Lakers a lot of and Fame Sixers. Picks. And, like, yeah. that's it. Like A lot of Celtics representation. But I understand they were mass. But yeah. it was definitely uh, disappointing. And... Get it together, Naismith. Yeah, uh, uh, he he deserves better. Yeah, he had better, and then they took it away. Why? Why'd you get worse, Hall of Fame? 
<laughs> Come on. <laughs> That's not right. Peach has a soft side, ladies. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're now going into Court Cousins Down Under with our good friend, welcoming him into the studio, Jay from Magic Player History. Jay, welcome to the show, sir. And as always, anyone on the get on the show, Peach, mm -hmm. they have to check in for the Chuma are you okay, K checking? So how are you doing? Is he gonna do it with didgeridoo behind him? Maybe a little bit. All right. <laughs> I'm excited for that. <laughs> All right, go for it, Jay. It's good to have you back, Jay. Yeah, guys, how are you? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, good to be back on the show. Um, my tumor, of course, um, uh, my OKK, um, he's, uh, he's looking a little bit worried today. He's looking a mm. little bit concerned. He's looking over the shoulder. And um, this, is just, this is just a little bit of a thought to our mates down in Orlando at the moment sort of being battered um, with, with Hurricane Ian and uh, just sort of uh, thoughts with those guys and, and, of course, the players and, and everyone's families and hoping that everybody gets through it unscathed and um, without, uh, you know, any any damage or, or, or loss of life or, or worse. So, so yeah, no, just a, a bit of a thought there. And, uh, yeah, Chumi's looking a little bit, little bit worried, but hopefully uh, everybody pulls through this uh, all good. Yeah, we're sending good Absolutely. good vibes down to you in Florida, and hopefully we can give you a little laugh here, you know, on the show. A little things, something maybe to take your mind off of it for a moment. And, I, and that's exactly why Jay is here, Peach. Because mm -hmm. last time Jay was on the show, we invented a tremendous game mm -hmm. called Court Cousins Down Under. But Jay, always trying to best himself, mm -hmm. is now mashing up Court Cousins Down Under with one of his favorite segments because he's a cardboard connoisseur. Right. Magic the card gathering. This is the mashup you didn't know you needed. But you're getting it. <laughs> so, Jay, explain to us and to the people exactly how this game is going to work. Well, guys, I know I know you guys are still hanging out for for the season, so you can get back into the the over under gambling and stuff. So mm -hmm. this, this this might be the last time we we get to get this one in before you guys rekindle the Court Cousins Championship, perhaps. So, mm -hmm. um, I'm basically just going to rifle through a few of my favorite Orlando Magic cards and. Um, with each one will come a uh, a little bit of a trivia question. It'll it'll have sort of an Ooh. over under component, and um, Kyle will be starting with you because you are the champion of this game. Yes, from last time. the champ is here, Peach. Almost blew a three zero lead, but uh, just held okay, on. Okay, we didn't need to say that, Jay. Jeez, Louise. <laughs> I thought you were polite down there in Australia. <laughs> Jesus Christmas! Uh, I didn't want Peach to get sad, you know. So I was trying to <laughs> Um, and um, so you, you'll get the first question, Kyle. You'll set a line, and then Peach um, will have to choose to go over or under that line. Um, mm. And uh, we'll, we'll play best of seven again, and uh, hopefully Peach won't dig himself into a 3-0 hole. All right. I just hope it's a good game and everyone has fun. Oh, sure. He's already trying to hedge it. He's already <laughs> trying to hedge it, people. Okay, Jay, what's the first one? Throw it at us, man. Well, I've sort of gone in a lot of chronological order here so i started with the older cards and then i've got some more recent ones coming up so went with the old school here first one up here if you guys can Ooh, uh, yes. see nice the, the big man himself uh mm -hmm. shaquille o'neal rookie card there one of my one of my favorites from the collection you had to send away um, for those <laughs> yeah <laughs> so so the question here question one for kyle um okay. shaquille o'neal of course we know he's tremendous scorer rebounder shot blocker um, business owner. Business owner. <laughs> he 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 still holds the franchise record for the most blocks in a game Ooh. for the Magic. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
So you're going to set the line here for how many you think Big Shaq, the Big Shaq Diesel, uh, blocked in a game. Okay. And then Peach is going to choose to go uh, take the over or go uh, call yeah. Cousins down under. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Well, I know um, I think Peach's favorite player, Chet Holmgren, this summer set a summer league record. I think it was eight blocks he had in a game, something like that. And he said he was going to break it the next day. I think the only thing he's broken so far is his foot. Um, I'm going to go. <laughs> that was that was cold. I'm sorry, Chet. I think so. The big man, Shaq Diesel, must have gotten over that. So well, that's summer league. I know summer league is is soft. I'm gonna go with nine. I'm gonna go with nine blocks in a game. That seems really high, but I'm I'm gonna rock with it. Does seem high, but you know, a lot of legendary big men have had at least one or two games where they get in the double digits. Okay. But uh, I'm not so sure Shaq did, but a young Shaq, man, he could really swat some shots on the seventh row, which was impressive. I always liked blocking a shot back in the day. That was always one of my favorite things to do as a player because I can't dunk. (laughs) I can certainly block shots. I'm going to say if you're setting the line at nine – I'm gonna, I'm gonna think that's that's a good line because I think that's Thank probably you. right about Thank where you, I would have set it as well. All right. Now I have to wonder: did, is the is the record eight, or did he actually get double digit blocks? Do you and, just want to say down under? You know. Let me see. I got the finger. What are we gonna do, finger? I think we're gonna go. This is a tough one. <laughs> You set the line at the perfect spot. I was Jeez like, Louise, we're going to have to edit this out. Uh, let's see. I'm going to go I'm going to go over. I think he got at least two. Okay. I'm going to go over. Jay, what do we think? What do we got? Ish, my man, you are off with a 1-0 start here. No! Yeah. All right. Oh yeah. <laughs> so November 1993 okay. against the New Jersey Nets. Um, Shaquille O'Neal put up this line, 24 points. Yeah, not too bad, not too bad, not Solid. too bad. 28 rebounds. Jeez, <laughs> that's gross. And 15 block shots. Oh, 15. Triple double. And uh, franchise record, which still stands today. Oh, shit. That's uh, probably going to stand for a while. 15, yeah. I mean, you figure Dwight if Dwight Hire didn't do it. Dwight did have a 10-block game. Okay. Um so he, you know, he, he sort of got into double figures, but yeah, fifteen—that's that's that's going to be. I was going to say if anyone, anyone was yeah. going to block it, was any, if anyone was going to break it, it would have been Dwight. So if he didn't, mm, fifteen is a lot. My God, after a guy has probably like six or seven, I would think nobody would bother shooting next to him anymore. Yeah, well, <laughs> the Minister of Defense is coming back this year, Peach. We'll see if Jonathan Isaac has anything to say about that. I see you, Jay. That'd be awesome. The, the game has changed a lot, as Peach knows. So yeah. it's going to be yeah. Isaac's going to have to block 15 shots on the three-point line if right. he wants to. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. So moving through Magic history, we we come across somebody who, whenever he's mentioned as an Orlando Magic player, often people are surprised that he actually played for the Magic, um, and that is current. Golden State Warriors coach. Oh, Steve Kerr. Yeah. He surprised me. I remember this. Yep. Yeah. So it's actually one of my most watched videos on the Magic Play History YouTube channel because whenever somebody finds that, oh, Steve Kerr played for the Magic and they go and look uh, look it up and uh, try to watch exactly what happened with his career. It was mm. a really strange 
point in Kerr's career. Um, the Magic signed him because he was such a good three-point shooter to play with uh, alongside Shaq. The Shaq was going to draw the D and uh, Steve Kerr would be open for his three-pointers. And he had led the league in three-point shooting before he came to play for the Magic. And, of course, one of the best three-point shooters in NBA history. So he had he led the league in three-point shooting twice. He, he was over 50% from downtown four times in his but Pish here is going to set the line for what was his three-point shooting percentage during his time in Orlando. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right. Mm. During his time in Orlando, mm. which was not super This is long. a good question. No, he was here for a cup of coffee, right? What Was it a season, season and a half? He was here for one season. He didn't yeah. play that many games. No, not a cup of coffee. More like a venti. Okay. That's the 20 ounces. That's what they I say. Don't coffee. I, don't I don't know. Um gonna go with 463 46 percent 46.3 okay that's 46 percent yeah. yeah okay and i'm definitely going down under easy it's going under he's going under and he's locked it up one h that was a horrible uh, line page. What's horrible about that it? That was a horrible line. He, the man just said his career, he had a career, well, 50%. That was his highest in his career. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so you said 46%? With us for one year. That's yeah. ungodly. That was a horrible line, Peach. Thank you for the victory. Horrible. Thank you for the not victory. Horrible. It's bad. It's bad. <laughs> so I also kind of tuned out a little bit. When he yeah, that was your stuff. problem. That was your problem. You tuned <laughs> out. I thought he was now, just <laughs> regaling us with fun, and then it was like, oh, there's a question? Shit. <laughs> 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 the reason that um, that Steve Kerr didn't work out with the Magic was because he shot a woeful 25% from downtown. Wow. So whatever, whatever line I would have set would have been high. Yeah, yeah that's fair. That's fair. So you're telling me there's a, a shot for Jalen Sucks next year. Yeah, that's what you're saying, he Jay. Was regard, he is regarded as one of the best shooters of all time. Right. And okay. for what, whatever happened in Orlando, look, he... He got inconsistent minutes. Um, he got a right. couple of chances to play, but, you know, he's playing behind Scott Skiles. And, um, you know, so he, he only took 24 shots from three-pointers and, and he only hit six of them. So six from 24 for the season. Oh, wow. Um, and <laughs> at the end of the season, he decided I've kind of had enough with Orlando and he went off and signed with the Chicago Bulls. And, sure. uh, you know, that was yeah. the start of his uh, that worked championship out all right. run, which, worked out okay, yeah. that worked out okay, which is yeah. still kind of ongoing. Um, he's he's yeah. racking up almost as many uh, rings for the fingers here. So Yeah, he might yeah. be more well-known as a coach at this point maybe than a player, which is kind of absurd to think about. But Yeah. I don't want to think about any more players that left Orlando and then won a championship. Let's go on to the next question. <laughs> All right. So I don't believe this player won a championship uh, after he left Orlando. Oh. Um, All right. Thank God. So we're, we're tied up at one all, and we're going back to you, Kyle. Um, so – we're gonna we're gonna bring in the man here. I've got a I've got a nice oh, autograph here of of Pat Garrity. Yes. Wow, that is a nice autograph there. Yeah, it's well one done, of my Patty older. G. It's one of my older autograph cards. I had some older ones, but this yeah. is the first one I've got with um. You know, it's it's authenticated on the back. The skybox authentic uh, authenticated yeah. ones. Oh boy, yeah, those are old. So of course, Pat Garrity. He was recently um, voted as you know one of the top 10 power forwards in, in magic player history. Um, <laughs> it, would, it would be great if we had had 10 better than Pat Garrity, but true, but he not, did play a long time. Yeah. So he played a while for he us. At least yeah. put in a lot of games. Yeah. Played for the franchise for a long time. And, um, 
he he was one of the you know Orlando has been famous for stretch fours before stretch fours were even a thing. You know, true, true. Um, Rashad Lewis, of course, the most famous. Pat Garrity was there before Rashad Lewis, and even now our favorite power forward in Magic history, Peach Horace Grant, was a stretch four for that game. You know, he could hit the eighteen footer, which hmm. that was that was a good pairing beside Shaq. You know, I thought um, Ryan Anderson was going to become that guy for a while. He did for a little. He did for other teams. He had some injury. He had some injury okay, issues with that back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Pat Garrity, what we're doing here is um, Kyle for question yeah. three. All right. You're going to be setting the line for what you think is Pat Garrity's career high in points. Okay. Ooh. Well, I mean, unfortunate for you, Pish. Unfortunate for you. Wait, you said it wasn't with the Magic? It was with the Magic. Oh, okay. Yeah. His, his career high. Well, I knew that. Him. I knew that because I was just going to say I'm pretty much an encyclopedia when it comes to Pat Garrity. So okay. you can trust that this line is going to be just sealed up tight. All right? Okay. So I know. I can remember this game. I can see it like yesterday. I was I used to nine years old. And uh, Patty G, as I like to call him, he, he was having a great game against, against you know, you know, against Houston. It was against the Rockets, Beach. Okay. And he scored 25 points. And it was an amazing feat. It was great. I mean, he had the he had everything working. He was shooting outside. He was knocking down a couple threes, getting to the line. It, it was a great game. Mm-hmm. He scored 25. So 25 is the line. That, yeah. That would have been the line I would have set, too, to be fair. Yeah. In fact, I think I've seen that on the back of a card. Yeah. But it would be dumb for me to select 25 and go with you, and also no one would get a win that That's way. true. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and give Pat Garrity the benefit of the doubt and say that he had a game higher than 25, oh. and I will take the over. Okay. Put the finger in the air there so we know for the judges so they can see it. You have to make a hand well, motion. Peach, I didn't, I didn't want to interrupt there because Kyle was doing such a good sell job on his story. I didn't want to. <laughs> I, I didn't completely made that up. I have <laughs> Sure. I didn't have the heart to tell him that the career high was actually against the Bucks and not the Rockets okay. because that would have given the game away. Yeah, thank you, Jeff. Um, <laughs> but Pat Garrity's career high is 32 points. Oh, let's go. Damn. Um, yeah, I should have had more more faith in my, my boy. I was glad you to said it. To be fair, Carl, it's the only time he ever got 30 points or more in his career. <laughs> so it, it wasn't like he was racking up these 32-point games uh, regularly. So. All right. Uh, 30, 32 points. So Pish moves I, to the 2-1 lead. Here. I would be curious to see. I would say most NBA players who have played for especially the, as long as he did yeah. probably have at least one 30-point game. Almost no matter who you are. Like, okay. You know what I mean? You're going to catch lightning in a bottle once. Yeah, like every once in a while you're just hot. Like, yeah. Greg Kite probably went for 30 once. Like, <laughs> Definitely not. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's because his shorts were too tight. <laughs> No, nope. right. so no one has won when they've set the line right now. So, do you think yeah. you can break that now, Peace? You're up. I don't know. I, I, yeah. I mean, I think, I think getting to vote is easier than setting the line. Certainly, sure. certainly. Yeah. Um. So, Peace, we're going back to you with question four here, and um, what I've got here is I've got Ooh. our main man. Oh, Pat Ewing. Yeah, that's a nice Patrick fabric Ewing. right there. Got some game worn. Is that Camp uh, Magic Nelson? jersey and Sonics jersey um, from Ooh, Patrick Ewing? Man, that's fun. I of like course, that uh, his number number six that he wore with the Magic is now being retired league wide. Yep. Even though Orlando had already retired it and unretired it just for Ewing, and then re-retired it again for the fans. 
Yep. Um, but that, that's that's not the question. The question is not how many times Patrick Ewing has uh, retired and unretired. Number six. <laughs> <laughs> um, but interestingly, wearing number six for the Magic, Patrick Ewing, of course, one of the greatest players, Hall of Famer, and scorers, you know, in NBA history. He averaged exactly six points per game in his Magic career. So mm. he kind of obviously it was the tail end of his career, and he wasn't quite the scorer he was with the Knicks. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was still a decent rebounder, sure. decent rebounder. So, so Pish, you love your big man, you love your rebounds. Ooh. I'm going to throw the, the question to you: is uh, throw out a line for me for what you think is the most rebounds that Patrick Ewing ever got in a game with the Magic? So the he only most played rebounds for one in seat. any one game. Oh, Magic. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good. You do love big men. I do, and any big man worth the salt. If you're playing a full game, you got to get at least 10. You always say that. So, look, yeah, you, you know, know this number's coming above 10. I know that. It's Pat Ewing. He, yeah. he also led the league in sweat dripped off his head <laughs> back in the day. He just unbelievable. Paulo's going to break that this year, though, according to sources. That's right. Yeah. But he's, that's, a, that's a gland issue. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I don't mean to um, make light. I, you know, I don't know how many minutes Ewing was seeing per game back then, but I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with 13. Okay. You're saying this is his high, Jay, that I'm trying to figure out? His high with the, most, the Magic? Most rebounds he had in a game with the Magic. Okay. You know, this is tough. If he averaged six points, as you said, Peach, he wasn't getting a lot of minutes. Um, But I'm just going to say he got one where they let him rock. He was having a good game, probably averaged above his points, and he averaged above, you said what? 14? I said 13. Oh, 13. Thank God. I think he got 14, so I'm okay. going to go over. All right. Over. Please, God. All right. Well, I can tell you, Kyle, you've tied it up two to yes! two. Yes. He did. He did get over. Um, he had a 15 rebound Oof, game. Good line, Peach. Good line. Yeah, it was pretty close. It was yeah. pretty close. He did actually have one game where he rolled out for 22 points and turned okay. the clock back well for the Magic. So Nice. Um, nice. Oh. Very few and far between. And during his time with Orlando, so um, wow, yeah. Man, so you know what? My initial thought was 15, but then I was like, I don't know if he ever played enough minutes. Right. That's the, <laughs> that's, that's why the I dial it back. I should have yeah. stuck with my original. Hmm? That's why I always go with your gut, kids <laughs> and adults. That's a good tip for anybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We know how pivotal Game Five is in a in a seven game series when it's tied up two to two. Okay. So we're bringing out we're bringing out the big guns for you here, Carl. We've got. I'm ready. Tracy McGrady. Oh, yes. Nice jersey there. The Wait, is that court? Oh, wow. It's a piece of the floor in the in the card here. Ooh, so, beautiful. Wow. That's a good one. I've not seen any yeah. of that. Yeah. One of my favorite T Mac cards with it with a little bit of the with a little bit of the old arena or the M Way in I think it's probably that's, the old arena in there. Yeah, that's the closest you've been to the court ever, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To be I, fair, I that's the closest I've been too. Will you stand on it? Oh, that's true. <laughs> I, I know you're not supposed to, you know, touch the cards and you get your finger oil and stuff like that. Oh, but no. I think yeah. when I got that card 20 years ago, when yeah. I first got that card, I, I think I definitely sort of touched that that piece of floor and I was like, yeah. Oh, I'll, yeah, I'll, you I'll got it. That's you awesome. Well, if I got a jersey card and I'm keeping it for my personal collection, I pull off yeah. the plastic and I'm like, I always give it a little rub. There's no yeah. reason, yeah. really. Yeah. It's just, yeah. fuck it, this is my card and I want to touch this jersey. I'm going to do it. I resisted the urge to pull the basketball out and bounce it on the card. <laughs> I didn't get it. Um, right. So we're back to Kyle here. T-Mac. Yeah. Number five. So 
currently on the Magic Play History feed, I'm I'm counting down the greatest 30 scoring performances of all time. Mm. Um, and T-Mac, of course, has been quite prevalent during the list. Mm. Um, I'm doing the top 30 of all time, but there was actually like a four-way tie for the 30th best scoring game of all time. So for this question, I'm going to encompass the top 35 scoring games in Magic history. Okay, so what I want you to do is set the line for out of the 35 top scoring games in Magic history, how many of those 35 were Tracy McGrady? Oof, that's a great... That is a great question, Jay. That is fantastic. That is good. Man, probably the most prolific... Well, not probably. I would say the most prolific scorer, Jay, we've ever had by by points average. Is that right, T-Mac? Yeah. Yeah, and... I'm certain probably most games above 30 points. We've had some other really prolific scorers. Shaq would get his. Penny would get his. We've had some guys definitely. Anderson had a 50-point Yeah, game. I think Torch I Torch has gone for 50 in his career, but that might have been what that was with the Raptors, I believe. Um, so this is tough. I, I think he, he owns a lion's share, I'm going to say. I'm going to say, you know what? I'm going to take the easy road out here, Peach. Oh, he's splitting the mix. I'm I'm gonna do something like that, <laughs> and I'm gonna go with he has eighteen of those thirty-five. Look at him! Look at him finding the medal. I know. Look at him find. I went a little. Yeah, I went a little above. Yeah, that was. I could have played it a little bit more one side or the other, probably. Eighteen of the thirty-five. That is interesting. I am going to take the over. And I'm not going to take a ton of time to think about it because I've looked at that list. Yeah. T-Max on it a lot. Okay. So I feel it good just it. wouldn't feel good going under and then having and being wrong. So I'm going over. That's fair. T-Mac, over. Peach, you got to go with your gut, mate. You are correct. Yeah. <sighs> it was such a good line, though, Kyle, because I'll tell you the number is 19. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, by one. Oh. Yeah. I could have stolen the point. Dang it. So 19 out of 35. All right. So that is uh, obviously he's easily the best scorer in Magic player history. And, um, yeah, so so keep up to date with that countdown as we as we lead towards number one, which, of course, spoiler alert, was Tracy McGrady's 62-point game. Oof, yeah. um, so we're going to move on to a little bit more. We're, get, we're getting a little bit more recent with the guys now. So T-Mac, of course, and then okay. uh, the next era after T-Mac was the Dwight Howard era. But instead of, instead of rolling out one of my Dwight Howard cards here, I went for, I went for the backup center. Oh. Very nice, nice autograph Marcin here. Gortat. The Polish wonder, one of the Patreons, is going to love this, Jay. Yeah. Fantastic. The, the Polish okay. hammer. So, yeah, uh, yeah it's, a, it's a nice looking autograph there from... Great interviewer, so, guy who gets stuck in the lake fishing. But that was hilarious. Oh yeah, that was so Peach story. can win it right now, Jay. Peach is up three two. He Finish could take him. it. He could take oh, it. All right. Fans are getting excited. Wow. He's up three two, <laughs> and this question is for Peach, and it's another, it's another big man question, Peach. So, um, now probably, probably Gortat's claim to fame um, was during the finals run in two thousand and nine, um, in the first round. Um, after in game five, Dwight Howard got suspended. Um, so the Magic were up three to two, just like Peach right now, and <laughs> and Dwight Howard got suspended. And Gortat started that game six, and he played 
40 minutes in that game and we oh, closed yeah. out the 76ers and we moved on to the next round. Now, a lot of people were quite worried that, you know, we're going to lose that game six without Dwight Howard and we'll come down to game seven. So, Gortat came out big in that game and uh, helped us close out the series. So, what I'm looking for, Peach, is, and I've, I've, it's a little bit of a curveball here because I've, I'm actually looking yes. for the, the combined points and rebounds from Gortat in that game six. Okay. So we're looking yeah. for points and rebounds. Points and rebounds. And Gortat in the game <clears throat> six closeout victory over Philadelphia in 2009. All right. I got a number in mind. You have a number in mind. Yeah. Okay. I have a number in mind, and I know I should listen to that first number. Listen to your gut. You said it yourself. So I'm going to listen to my gut. Okay. I'm going with 35. Okay. All right. Um, that's an aggressive number. I'm going to go under. The number I had in my mind was 28. Okay. Yeah, I'm going down under. Let me get some didgeridoo. Uh All right, guys, I swear we're not uh, rigging this, but you guys love your game sevens because Kyle has tied it up. Yes. How close uh, was I? So 25. So I have I have learned that a lot of a lot of Magic fans do kind of have a a, uh, they have overinflated this Gortat game over the years, and it's become Mm. you know in another 10 years, people might be setting the line at 45 because (laughs) it's almost Magic law how good a game Gortat had. Look, he had a good game. Yeah. Um, but it was it was only 11 points. Um, okay. Did great on the boards with 15, 15 boards. So sorry, 26. Right. I can't even do my math. So 26. Right. Um, so Kyle would have been. I was pretty, pretty dang close. close there. Yeah, I was thinking 14, 14. Still would have been over as well. Yeah. See, I was thinking 15 boards in my head, but I thought he had more points. Yeah, that makes sense in 40 minutes. The big man gets some putbacks. Yep. All right. So game seven. Well, Here we well, go. That was a great. I t- got to tell you, they've all been good questions. That's a great question, Jay, because you played into. Something that you knew all Magic fans probably were going to fall for, and I fell for it. Yeah. yeah. Game seven. Here we Good go. Times. Here we go. All right. Let's get game seven, baby. <laughs> Slam dunk sesame. To, if I wanted to fool the Magic fans, we'd, we'd just talk about how many uh, how many games Jameer Nelson started in the 2009 finals and set that line, and they would all get that one wrong. Because of course, it was zero. <laughs> zero. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But so game seven, we're going with one of the most beloved Magic players of all time. Um, Ah. Rookie, autograph rookie. Love it. Nikola Vucevic. Love it. um, Is he the most beloved because you ran a poll and that's how he got on there? Or is this just just the vibe? Yeah. Uh, I think it's just the vibe based on, you know, (laughs) out out of probably the top, you know, Five magic players, depending on where you rank Vooch all time, he's he's the one who left the team on good terms, really. Um, all of the others, you know, either asked out or or you know left on bad terms. So I, yeah, I think that's 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 for me why he's he's the most beloved. But um, for me, he was the face of our team during a down era, which is not his fault. No, but I, I shouldn't put that evil on him. So I'm sorry, Vooch. <laughs> Go on, Jay. Sorry. It, 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 look, it's factually correct, though, Peach. Um, Whichever way we cut it, he's one of the best three centers we've ever had with the franchise. Mm -hmm. Of course, we've got Dwight Howard, Jack, and Vooch. What about Pat um, Ewing? (laughs) (laughs) We're talking about just the time in the Magic Uniform. All right, I know. (laughs) So, um, 2020 games, um, 
Ooh. Dwight Howard, of course, has had a ridiculous number of 2020 games. Yeah. Um, so th- this is this is a bit, this is game seven. So I'm going to take you guys on a little bit of a journey here. Okay. okay? So mm, let's go. I'll um, sit back. Dwight Howard has racked up 41 2020 games in uh, in his Orlando Magic career. All right. Um, Shaquille O'Neal racked up 15 2020 games in his career. Now wow. Vooch only had seven. Okay. Right? I thought you were so going to make me guess before. that number, so I'm glad you didn't make me guess that number. Hmm. I thought about it. I thought yeah. about it. But um, interestingly, even though Dwight has the most 2020 games by far and Shaq has the second most, Vooch actually holds the team record for the most rebounds in a game. Um, so he has actually had more rebounds in a game uh, over Shaq okay. yep. and over Dwight. Okay. So what we're looking for here is do you know how many? Can you set that line on the button um, and prevent Peach from the 4-3 victory? 28. Wait, so is it? are you supposed to figure out the difference between... No, the number of rebounds, I thought. In, in, the, in, in, rebounds. in that record-setting game, is it 28? Well, you, he, that's the line? That's the line, I'm saying. 28 it. rebounds. You said it and asked him as if... Well, I thought I, I, I thought I hit it right on the nose, honestly. <laughs> I, I I don't know. 28, it just came, manifested out of me, Peach. Yeah. Out of my loins. It just came up in me. That's verbiage. Son of a... All right. Anyways. Here's the thing It about came from this. the gut, Peach. It's tough. It's tough knowing some of the things I do know. Okay. It limits the amount of under you can go. Because you know that those other guys must have gotten... Yeah. 21, 22. I kind of just for sure, right? watched it without getting so, it. Yeah. There's not a lot of numbers under. Yeah. So, so there's definitely done. more over, but man, more than 20, 20 more than 28 rebounds in a game? That's a lot of goddamn rebounds. <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, I feel like the number under would be more impressive. Or it would be equally as impressive, but I feel like Dwight or Shaq must have had one of those in there yeah. at some point. I kind of screwed myself there, with so. that logic. You're right. Wow, this is for all all is in my court, cousin. Yeah, (laughs) it is indeed. (laughs) It is indeed. This is for all the marbles, Peach. I'm looking at Jay for a tell, but this yeah, no, don't give him anything, Jay. He's got nothing. (laughs) Jay likes you more, but he's not going to give this one away. Mm. Well, I'm everyone's favorite, so (laughs) Uh, I'm gonna go over. Yeah. But I think you might be close on your guess. I don't know. I can tell you that Kyle was only one off. Oh, damn it. It was but 29. Which way off were you? That's the question. It was 29. Is it 27 or is it 29? It was, it's got to be. It 20. was 29. Oh. It was 29. <laughs> so Peach takes the victory four to three. Congratulations, Peach. Thank any, you. Oh. Any uh, celebratory words here? Uh, I'm normally you're supposed to come out and thank God, but I'm going to thank Jay because those are some great <laughs> questions. Uh, I'd also like to thank my competitor. Well, thank you. We set some great lines. Yeah, we, we did. We were in the neighborhood on a yeah. lot of these today. Yeah, that's how you play the game, kids. We're yeah. ready. You can tell clearly we're in preseason. We're ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> I actually think you guys did a much better job this time of setting the lines. Uh, you guys were really close on a lot of these questions. So, yeah, I think uh, you guys are definitely shaping up for a, a really good season. We're ready. We're ready. 
Well, thank you so much, Jay. It's been a blast. Everyone, please go check out Magic Player History on YouTube. Jay does amazing videos of all the different players and how they've contributed to our beloved franchise, the Orlando Magic. Thanks a lot, Jay. We'll see you around, man. Thanks, Jay. You're welcome, guys. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jay, Magic Player History, for coming and stopping by, playing a special edition of Magic Down Under with us, Peach. Mm -hmm. Apologies, everyone. There's a We had a couple malfunctions with the video, but I'm going to try to clean it up in post. Hopefully, it will still be enjoyable. The audio is still going to be nice and crispy. Mm. Mm -hmm. And we're now heading to the end of the show. And we're going to go into our large ending in just a minute. But before we do, a couple quick announcements for you. First off, make sure you go over and check out the brand spanking new courtcousins.com. Peach put a lot of work into that, so make sure you check that puppy out. Do it. Connects, connects you with us on all platforms, any platform you like to use, and also has a store attached there where you can get this sexy tie-dye shirt Boom. and a lot of other merch. Yeah, some of the stuff you can customize the color and the sizes. I didn't even know you could do that. It's it's a good time there, and if you don't find something you like there and you're into sports in general, as you probably are if you've come this far, go check out our eBay because I'm oh, selling yeah. stuff of all kinds of teams, not the Magic, because we keep that stuff for the show. Most of it, yeah, giveaways. Uh, but uh, there's other stuff there, so maybe you're looking for a gift for someone, holidays mm -hmm. around the corner, you know, buy a card mm -hmm. for under 5 bucks and uh, help out support the show. All that money goes to the show as well word and now we got a couple shout outs uh first i want to shout out our german second cousin tim geist mm. coming through huge you can kind of see it over here my back right corner my back over my back right shoulder in the back here the basket german magazine yeah. with our boy franz wagner on the cover the next wonder kid mm. we think so at least uve and gunter did when they came through the studio right i mean it's hard for me to tell what angle they're taking because uh, the article is completely in german yeah <laughs> um, but it looks like a great magazine yeah the pictures are fantastic yeah it's well it's nice yeah and well, a lot for sending one more shout out to all our all-stars and second cousins on patreon rafael perez breadhead wally akbar magic player history al bernie pichet matthew bell dan young gloria and damien yadi connor and the polish wonder mm -hmm. If you can, ladies and gentlemen, go over there, become a Patreon member. It just costs you five bucks a month. Buy us a beer every month if you want to think about it that way. Buy us some nutmeg and cinnamon. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had that drop up. <laughs> Um, it really helps, though. I mean, I mean, we have some goals up there. We're helping to progress the show. We're putting it all back into the show to bring you better and more refined content, just like mm -hmm. you can hear this nice new audio. Thanks to our Patreon members, we have this wonderful mixer in the studio. Indeed. Thank you very much. It's awesome. And uh, a couple more things. We, we're doing a giveaway. We want to oh, give yes. we want to give you something, ladies and gentlemen. So we've put together another prize pack. It's got an Orlando Magic cup in there, an Orlando Magic koozie, fifteen assorted cards, including a Cole Anthony rookie, of which Peach has many. So we're giving some of them to you, and a team set from last year, which of course includes a Franz and a Suggs rookie, and of course some Court Cousins stickers in there for you. Mm -hmm. So we hope you enjoy, enjoy that. All you got to do to enter is comment on this episode on the YouTube comments your favorite franchise moment since our trip to the NBA Hall of Fame was a little disappointing and and they didn't think it was fit to highlight our franchise very much. We need to do it in this comment. So post your favorite Orlando Magic moment in the comments to be entered to win that prize pack. Mm, indeed. Yeah. 
can I get in on this? Because I have several moments I'd like to put in there. Well, what is your favorite moment? What would you say, Pete? I, I would think the 30 assists in one game from Scott Skiles would be in there. And I know I saw it in there in the past. But it shouldn't not be recognized anymore because it's still the record. Yeah, that needs to be in there. I think my favorite moment is probably the Hidu Turkoglu shot uh, over the Cavs in mm-hmm. like the 2008 yeah. Uh, playoff run. Those are I cool think. moments, but I think Hall of Fame moments need to be like record setting. Well, no, that, that's not what. Like that. But that's not what we said for the. You got to comment your favorite. Oh, I know, but I'm just talking about Hall of Fame. Still, I'm so stuck on it, and I think it's going to come up again well, as we get into the large ending. All right, well, let's go right into it now. Indeed. Cue the music. Into the large ending. Peach, I'm starting it off. All right. Would you rather pay twenty eight dollars to go to the Basketball Hall of Fame or go to a fish concert? Well, you know how disappointed I am with the Basketball Hall of Fame, and it is still fresh. Yeah. But I would rather go there all the time versus even go to a fish concert for free. Too many smelly hippies. Got it. Awful. So I will ask to you, more disappointed Mm -hmm. in the Basketball Hall of Fame or House of Dragons so far? Um, I think just because my expectations were so high, Basketball Hall of Fame, not having pretty much anything of my favorite team, it's like we didn't even exist. It hurt. It hurt, Beach. (laughs) Okay, en route to Springfield this weekend, I, I caught a little video of you singing some nice pop ballads. Yep. Didn't know you had those chords on you, Peach. What's your favorite guilty pleasure go-to in the car? Uh, well, you caught me. That's, that's yeah. where I'm at. Pop ballads, a big ballad guy. Yeah. Uh, I was a big Mariah Carey fan as, okay. a, as a young boy. So. Sweet, yeah. sweet. It's nice to sing some of those songs in the car when you're by yourself because if you don't quite hit a note, like I just did, yeah, you know, no one's around to, to call you out. Okay. But you have your fun, man. You just let it let it fly. Yeah. Uh, Chandelier by I believe Sia recently was was a good one that That's I like to do in the car. I don't even actually know. pretty good at hitting those. Okay. But we've gone too far. We've said too much. Yeah. All right. I've got a graphic here to go along with this. You'll pop it yeah. up on the screen now. Okay. Uh, ben Simmons says he can live with that moment in the playoffs where he passed on it, even though he says he should have just gone ahead and taken that. Yeah. But he says he can live with it. Is he lying? I don't know. I saw that interview with J.J. Redick. It seemed like he's been through some shit. He's been to the bottom, and it seems like he's climbing out. I think hmm. anyone who's been through so much stuff, I, I can see he hit a rock bottom maybe, and, and now he's crawling out. He seems healthier, at least mentally. So. Hmm. I'm hoping for him. I think okay. the Nets are going to be good, and I hope he, he's a great I, player. I agree. I think yeah. he's going to bounce back as well. Yeah. All right. So, Peach, we just got back also from the Northeast Card Festival, mm-hmm. and you saw a little vignette of that. What card are you regretting that you didn't pick up that you saw? I had in your hand for a moment you didn't get. Ah, you know it. I know. Yeah, you know, I'm trying to collect all the different Cole Anthony rookie cards. I think I've got about 56 different varieties right now. There were two man. I saw that I didn't pick up, but one was a purple variant, purple yeah. crack. I kind of meant to go back and get it. And just, didn't. yeah, forgot. we forgot. Forgot. I was too excited about the basketball Hall of Fame. That let me down. Yeah. <laughs> Do you? Does anyone out there have a more prodigious collection of Cole Anthony than Peach? I Someone's got to. Yeah. Someone but, I mean, it's got to be someone listening to this pod. It right. has and to they be probably diehard. have a lot of the high-end ones, too. But I focus okay. on low to mid. Yeah. Got a few highs. Your, the breadth of your collection is right. impressive. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last one. This is supposed to be a quick segment. All right. So, yeah. Last up. Uh, okay. So, usually at the end of when we record shows, I immediately yeah. change the studio. Did you mm. notice? Yes, I did actually this time because I rem- the, this Amway Center sign was not here was when we nuts. recorded the first half. That little there thing over there was there. Yep. Now the the pops were there. You haven't changed those, right? I oh, did. you, you did because you had the the 
classics right. over there, and now you have the modern have players. The well, see, this so is I've noticed that for show thirty, this yep. will be what it looks like. Uh, oh, <laughs> I've already Oops. set it up. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that we're set up, uh, we'll see you. Uh, we'll see you in two weeks at episode thirty. Oh, we're gonna actually have basketball to talk about. Yes, Weird. on a, on Monday. So keep an eye out, ladies and gentlemen. We're gonna try to do a live stream. Ah. We'd love to interact with you. We're gonna try to set it up so it's a you know YouTube live stream, and we want to set up a number that people can actually call in where we can take phone calls live and put some of you all through the segments that we have on the show. Maybe mm. a little fact or fiction, maybe a little starter backup bench, maybe a little fill in the blank. We'll see what happens. How much is this going to cost everybody? Oh, it's free 99 my favorite what? price. Unbelievable. Yeah. It's a five-finger discount. It's a steal, baby. Ooh. Yeah. Well, right. that'd be fun to come join. We watch the games and have a lot of fun and say some of the jokes that we end up using on the show. So come be a part of it. Yeah. All right. See you then, ladies and gentlemen. Peace. Thanks for coming.